Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... Dude Dad. John. John. Dave. We both are coming. We in. are unsure. Yeah. Uh, so I want to. I'm just going to make a general statement. I think it's going to okay. encourage you. Oh, okay. Your yard is looking nice. Oh. Okay. How you often? Know, how often do you, are you sort of mowing to get a yard looking like that? Well, I kind of gauge my mowing schedule with the phases of the moon, as Done. you might expect. Of course, I see it in the way that the lines are so tight. They're uh, they're lunar, and I bet <laughs> they're lunar lines, which mm-hmm. is now our instrumental funk band. I bet to get a yard that tight. Yep. You need some high-performance tools. Am I right? Oh, exactly. You're exactly right, yep. Dave. Yep. Which is why I only trust Manscaped for all my personal mowing Look, needs. I see what you, know what you what did. I, mean. I see what you mm-hmm. did there. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation performance package. Yep. This ultimate package includes the lawnmower 4.0. Yeah. You heard that right. Four. Not the 3. Not the no. 3.5. Not the 3.9. 4.0. That's exactly right. You know, one better than the 3.0. That's right. I like That's to right. say. Yeah, yeah. Inside this package, Dave, let me tell you what you'll find. Here we go. You're going to find the lawnmower 4.0 okay. trimmer, yep. as you just said. The yep. weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. You got You got to get in there, guys. Yep. The crop preserver deodorant. Love that. I wear it every day. Yep. Crop reviver toner. Okay. Performance boxer briefs. Yep. And a travel bag to hold all your goodies. And we have a lot of goodies, John. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a... How many RPMs do you think, if you guess? Just what's a normal amount? It's 2,000. 7,000. 7,000 RPM motor. Yep. A new multifunction on-off switch that engages a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. And I need that. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof, too? What? That's incredible. Yeah. The power and the light? Yeah. Peter Gabriel would be so excited. Get this. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Man, you know, if I didn't know better, I would use that in my backyard. But don't. Don't do that. But I want okay, to. Don't, no, don't. I want but listeners, please get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DADVILLE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code DADVILLE at manscaped.com. Com. You've been through enough this summer, okay? Mm-hmm. Everybody out there. We all have. Treat yourself with the best tools for the job from Manscaped. Um, so, folks, this is uh, this is quite this is a this is a big dadville right here because um, John, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like this is a this is a guest that is like as bullseye of a guest for Dadville <laughs> yeah. as we could well, possibly hope for. Y- you know, you know what I was gonna say is I was gonna say he's the most dad dad we've had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that just Dr. Seuss for a second? Yeah, it was. Um, Taylor Kalmus coming in hot with with Dude Dad, which is just he's doing. You're, you're dadding. You're literally dadding a thousand in your life. Uh, <laughs> and and um, so this is really fun because this is where like the Venn diagram of our podcast and what you do is the just the exact middle. They are meeting perfectly in the middle. Um, and so for people listening, I'm, I'm just going to give you the scoop. Okay. Call me Baskin Robbins. Cause I'm gonna give you the scoop. Not gonna, <laughs> we're going to leave that in there. Um, okay. So yeah. Taylor is better noon, known noon, <laughs> better noon. at noon around. Yeah, noon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as do dad, a Colorado based video creator who makes comedic comment comments, <laughs> but really more content. Have I been drinking? Are we sure that I haven't? 
do I need to do a sobriety test? Do you need to drink uh, some all coffee? about <laughs> and family life? His videos, which are funny. I mean, we're going to talk about that. Feature everything from sketches to crazy DIY projects that intimidate me, and even heartfelt thoughts about the joys and challenges of fatherhood. Taylor is also the host of Super Dad, a DIY. That's always so hard to say. Show on the Magnolia Network, where Taylor helps out other dads create amazing backyard projects for their kids. He also had a book come out called A Dad's Guide to Baby Size: What to Expect and How to Prep for Dads to Be. Six million social followers. Jeez, is that a cult? At what point is it a cult? Do you call a it a cult? cult? I yeah. think. Only when you start asking them uh, if you can, you know, uh, live with their wives. That's when it becomes a cult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wife sharing is the beginning. It starts uh, with then, robes, though. Robes yeah. come first. <laughs> hey, uh, welcome. Everyone welcome. grab their robe. Robe. <laughs> <laughs> Kool-Aid is over on this side, and the burning pile of books is over here. Right, yeah, just <laughs> make your way through the middle of them. Um, and then you, your wife Heidi, which is in which she's in some of the videos, and you have your three kids. So we are we're so happy to have you. As John said, this is really fun because again, this is like the the dad space is where you are rocking and rolling. Um, and so we're thrilled. So thanks for being on. Thanks for being on. Hey, thanks for having me, fellas. <laughs> so if you're, we're gonna sing a quick song, real quick. Uh, <laughs> Please do. Please do. What people don't know is that. Uh, I came on to mm. this uh, this recording before they started recording. Came on to this Zoom call, yeah. and and they just both picked up guitars mm -hmm. and started serenading me with just it's what we do. To, we want you to be comfortable, but also slightly intense. Oh, we could sense that you were uncomfortable, and so we leaned in even harder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um. So, so th this, I, I think maybe like the first, the first like uh uh you know, uh shot off the. I don't, where was it going with that? Shot off the block? What was that supposed to be? Shot off the bow? Is that the, is that the phrase? Shot across Shot the bow? Shot across the bow. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, we, let's reschedule. Yeah, <laughs> 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 in respect, Taylor might have gained, has already been lost in the first. So how did, so tell me this, because we're going to do a little backtracking too, but how did, how did do dad sort of, how did the whole thing sort of take off? Mm. It wasn't on purpose. That's always my favorite question. Like, I mean, a, yeah, I, from a very young age, from a very, so it all started when well, my, we're really going back. Here we go. My mom, uh, no, but I, my parents always said that they knew that I was going to be a performer. Like when mm. I was four, I would like stand on the uh, ottoman with a plastic guitar and and sing Billy Ray Cyrus songs. Ah, uh, um, who didn't do that? You I mean, the mean? one song. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, I was going to say Achy Breaky, and then what was next? Yeah, it just then I would do another version of that. Yeah, <laughs> change keys. Uh, no, but uh, so you know, it it kind of started because I I spent ten years in Los Angeles and I was uh, trying to make it as an actor. I had some success there, and then when Heidi got pregnant with our first kid, I was like, all right, I might not be able to stay in this expensive city, you know, supporting a family. So let's I'm going to start my own you know YouTube channel, which I'd started a few YouTube channels before that, but uh, but none of them had like a good intention. You know, there yeah, was yeah, no right. genre. It was just comedy, which there's so many pages out there doing that, you know. So I'm like, I want to do one about fatherhood because I saw a lot of like moms out there like killing it, making mom content, you know. Um, we call it mom like, tent. Mom tent, yeah. Mm -hmm. But there was no there was no dad content out there, you know. Um, so I was a part of that like beginning of that first wave. But anyway, I took like a, a full year of making videos, uh, 
I made 50 videos the first year. Holy cow. And at the end of it, like our, our biggest platform is Facebook. And at the end of that first year, I had like $2,000 on Facebook. It was still nothing. Huh. Um, but that second year, to answer your question, is when things started to take off. Was it planned? Of course it was planned. It was planned from the first video. It took 60 videos before yeah. it took off. What was So how did it take off? I mean, what, what was the reason why? Was it a video that just happened to catch or something? It was a pretty spectacular video. <laughs> <laughs> but all of them are supposed to be, you know, but like you sort of start, the longer you do it, the more you figure out what works and what, what works for you. Right. You yeah. know, what works for me is going to be different than what works for somebody else potentially. But it, it's all about relatability and, and like, there's like a formula I use. It's like, there's three things that make a video good, right? It's like shareability, right? Which is also relatability. Relatability, right, right. shareability. Yeah. Will somebody look at this and go like, oh my gosh, that's my life. Or, oh my right. gosh, I need to share this with so-and-so, right? Yeah. right? Uh, then there's funny, right? which is great. Like, is it clever? Is it, does it have a good turn to it? Right. That on its own will never get you anywhere. Um, mm. and then the third one is wow factor. Does it have wow factor? You know, is this build something that no one's ever seen before? You know, if you have all three of those things, then that's what I found. If you have all three of those things, you got a chance. You uh, basically just told me in three steps why mine never worked. So I appreciate it. <laughs> there you that. go. There you go. It's interesting, though, that you say like, like funny on its own is not going to get you anywhere. Why do you think that is? You think there's just because there's so much funny out there? There's so much funny out there. We just watch yourself next time you're scrolling. I yeah. find myself flipping. I, I like I flip past like I like I, I'm really into wake surfing and I flip past this video is a wake surfing video because it had an intro. It was like cool, like drone shots of the boat and stuff. And I went, and I went, and I caught myself. I was like, why did I just swipe past that? Huh. I'm like, oh, because I just want to see somebody surfing. I don't need to see a drone shot of a boat. And, and it's a cool shot, but the reality is those are so, like, everyone's seen that right. now. Yeah. This new. is the, the equivalent in the music world of don't bore us, get to the chorus. Yeah. Exactly. There's yeah. well, and, and now, like, everyone gets bored so quickly because there's so much out there. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. It, it takes a lot more. I'm certain glad I started six years ago. Yeah. Right now, because today it's a you know, there's it takes a lot more to stand out. Yeah. You know? When you started six years ago, did it feel like I'm trying to put myself back there six years ago? Of course, I, you know, I'm pushing 40. So I'm like, six years ago feels like. 10 minutes ago but did it feel like like uh lots of people are doing this this is viable i can i can do this or did it feel like this is a i'm the weirdo doing like the videos and none of my friends get it well i was in los angeles so everybody gets it. <laughs> ah, there you, you go know? yeah that's the cool thing about you know as as much as as hard as a city like los angeles is it's extremely creative so everyone's chasing their dreams everyone's trying to do something everyone's super supportive of that because right. they're all trying to do it yeah. No one wants to say what that. No one wants to say the truth, which is ninety eight percent of us aren't going to make it. <laughs> right? Know? Yeah. Like yeah. nobody wants to say that out loud, and nobody does because it's like a respect thing. Like, right. yeah, mm -hmm. we're all just keep grinding, you know. So I'm I'm so fascinated. T tell us about L.A. Like, what what 
you, you know, that decade you spent there, what got you there? Sort of anything you learned while you were there? And I mean, do you miss it at all? Is there any, you know, all those things? It's interesting. Like, so I'm, I'm originally from South Dakota, like rural South Dakota. Yeah. Which I want to, I want to get back to. Yeah. Where, where are you guys at? We're in Nashville. Yeah. Nashville. Okay, yeah. cool. I was just out there. Also a very cool city. Like I felt the creative energy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. In- a yeah. very little amount of time that I was there. Yeah. I was like running into all kinds of people. I was like, whoa, this is kind of cool. You know, yeah. um, it felt LA in that way, yeah. you know? Um, no, if I'm from rural South Dakota, like a town of 800 people. Oh, wow. Uh, forward South Dakota. And I grew up outside of that. So outside <laughs> of that town. Not so, even the big city. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I went to college and there's a program through my college that allowed me to basically study abroad, but abroad was just Los Angeles, which, you know, <laughs> how small been, is the college? Like most people like, we have a couple just of go to North study Dakota. Abroad. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, exactly. Study yeah. abroad, you can go to Fargo. And if you're real crazy, <laughs> LA. okay. Yeah, no, but it's like a small Christian college and they have this like, program where you can like go study film for one semester and get 16 electives, you know? So that was really the gateway because it allows people from like a, you know, a middle of America to like go to the big city, which is just scary and crazy. And right. how, what is that? You know, yeah. and go there and like get your feet wet in like a safe environment where you have like housing and yeah. you know schedule yeah. and stuff yeah. and they give you an internship and yeah so then after i did that i moved out the the next year and i there was like 30 of my classmates that stayed there so then i already had a community oh, wow. and people that i could uh you know get an apartment with and so that's how like that was the gateway for me i guess with with, with uh, the dream being acting or, or writing or was it sort of a combo of all those things well i kind of never knew what i wanted to do like because i like to edit i like to direct i oh, like cool. to i like to write i like to act but then when i got to la they were like you can't do everything you have to pick one thing wow you know wow, wow. that's what they you know they tell you which is true to a certain extent because yeah. if, you know like you can't get a job as an editor and still be able to audition. So I was like, all right, I'll be an actor, but then, you know, continue to make my own videos and short films and stuff on the side. And, um, because reality is, is like, sometimes you have auditions, sometimes you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you're getting work. Sometimes you're not. So you gotta kind of, you know, do whatever you can to stay creative. And so is, is this satiating all of that dream? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh Yeah. yeah. So, in terms of like, do I miss it? Um, no, um, yeah. I'm so happy in Colorado. <laughs> I'm so happy here. It's it's like it's so great for the children. Yeah, um, they have so much more space. We have a neighborhood that they just literally run free in. You oh, know, with great. like 15 other little kids that they all play with. It's just so much easier than being in the big city. The big city is is a great place to live in your out your 20s, but when you yeah, got yeah, kids, yeah. it's difficult. You know, so right. literally like like hiding getting pregnant was like that's okay time to time to did y'all both feel that way was that kind of like a simpatico on that we didn't leave when she got pregnant we oh, okay. stayed there for another three years or oh, so okay okay it was like the her getting pregnant was just me being like this may not last i want to start my own thing and then that you know dude dad started to grow in a way that like you know i was starting to get some small brand deals and stuff and 
for me, the switch happened when it was like I was getting auditions for like commercials and stuff. And I had to make that choice of like, okay, do I spend 45 minutes in the car to drive to Santa Monica to audition for this thing that I might get? Mm -hmm. Or do I stay home and work on this brand deal and know I'm going to make money? Yeah. You know, so I started missing a lot of auditions and canceling a lot of auditions until finally my my commercial rep dropped me. And I was like, cool with it. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm fine with that. And when that happened, it was like, our, we're on to the next thing, you know? Yeah. But that would have been so hard for me to do otherwise, like to just left my, you know, dream. But essentially, right. I took my dream and created a new mold for it. Yeah. You know? So I can do outside of the bounds of Hollywood. Yeah. So real quick, I just want to, uh, because I grew up in Indiana. Um, yes. And you know everything is relative like i would i would say i grew up in rural indiana but mm-hmm. there there there's more rural places who would look at my town of anderson and be like that's not rural but anyway my my high school was surrounded by cornfields it's rural and so i yeah. feel like there's probably some overlap there i i just i look at south dakota probably the way that like most people look at indiana where they're like i've never been there i don't know anything about it other than like lots of cornfields unless you're from like western ohio you don't really you know you don't know what indiana is but i'm so i'm curious just just quickly like what your upbringing was like in that tiny town and especially the the sort of like bug of like performing and you know leaning toward the arts and all that kind of stuff like how how was that like received by the family and all that kind of stuff my my family's always been super supportive um i think growing up in a rural area sort of forced us to create our own fun create uh-huh. our own adventures you know yeah. like me and my brother got really into bmx and we couldn't you know the, the nearest skate park was like an hour away mm. so we just built our own ramps and like wow. by the time, an hour away by car eight hours by bmx bike <laughs> exactly with that one gear <laughs> oh man now did you have the um the uh what was it the dyno is that a bike uh, I think my brother had a dyno for a bit. I had a Schwinn, and then I switched to Haro. Yeah, okay. Dude, you were yeah. hardcore if you were Haro. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I remember yeah. my cousin had a um, Diamondback. Like, before, now they're kind of yeah. common, but, like, in the late 80s, man, Diamondback. I mean, I remember getting there and being like, No, those are sweet. Get this, like, and I, Especially I, if it had Megs. Oh, dude, it had yep. Megs. I got, I got gifted their old Schwinn with Megs, and I was like, I rode that thing around town like I, you know, it was like a Jaguar. I was like, uh-huh. so everybody's like, dang, look at those yellow megs. Did it have the cool seat post that like went up and went back? No, see, that's, that was, that was like, that was reserved for people who could like do ramps or like could actually not fall off their bike trying to go up a hill, which is a whole other conversation. Yeah. They don't just give those to anybody. I was more yeah. of a skateboard guy and we don't have to get into that, but like, but I will tell you what's funny. And, 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 and it may have been the same uh, with you and such, cause I grew up in an 8,000 person town in Mississippi. But what was funny is there was no culture for skateboarding or bikes, mm-hmm. yeah. which I imagine is very similar to you. 100%. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm 44 now. So I grew up kind of like my sweet spot for that was kind of late eighties, early nineties. And all we had was like Gleam in the Cube, if you remember that movie with Christian Slater, which was a skateboard movie. Tony Hawk was in it, which was like watching that was like literally like, what is happening? Because it was like all, you know, all the dudes were like in the background, like they had all the, you know, like the Bones Brigade guys were in the movie, but they didn't have 
acting parts, you know? Yeah. So it was, you know, you knew who they were and you're like, Oh my God, dude, that's Christian Asoy, you know, and whoever. Uh And then the bike version was a movie called rad. And it was so funny because that's all we had. So there was no, you know, there was like five of my friends who skated or or did bikes and we would have to build ramps and our parents and grandparents just build ramps for us. But like, I didn't even know what a skate park was. You know what I mean? Like you just kind of, well, yeah, exactly. And it was really just transportation. Like we would do ramps and then skate around. There was no, like, you know, you try to Ollie, but nobody was doing like rail slides or drop-ins. We were like, yeah, that's like, we're too poor. So I don't know what's happening, but we can't do that. (laughs) But let me tell you, we will ramp off a bike ramp, like a chain. Which on skateboard is the dumbest and most terrifying thing. Yeah. You just, just like a just like a bike, you're just hauling toward it, and you're flying off, praying to God. You're just just, a, just a launch ramp to flat. Yes, yes. Oh, that was what we did in Mississippi because that's all you knew. But right. the yeah. small towns, when you're into something like that, you really do have to be creative because yeah. there's no culture for it. You know. Well, and I think that's like I like I value my upbringing because of that because like we were forced to just figure it out you know so like there was only four of us that rode bmx me my brother and my two cousins that was it but we had by the time i was in high school we had oh and my my neighbor luke too because there's one other place so we had built a a a bowl a 40 foot by 40 foot bowl with like a pop in a box jump and then we had a spine section out of that so we had this enormous you know y'all build that yeah so how are you guys building this like are you leading the charge on this? Is this when you realize that you have a knack for like this creative handy side? My brother and I in high school worked for a local carpenter. So uh, we learned construct. That's where I learned all my construction skills. Um, okay. But then, but then aside from our place, both of my cousins had uh, lofts, you know, like the hayloft in the barn. Oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, oh, like literally you're halfway there. Was like one, one of the barns was like ready to fall over, but we had ramps up there you know, that we were riding. And then the other ramp, the other, uh, barn, much nicer barn. There was hogs below us. It was like a hog barn, like with like active hogs in it. And then above active that, hogs is a great above that was, was our skate ramp. That is amazing. Yeah. I love that so much. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Dave. John. Dave. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I do have more to say, actually. Okay. <laughs> I'd love to know. what. I actually have a confession. Okay. You and Usher both. <laughs> there That's we go. Throwback joke. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Let me guess what that is if I'm thinking about it. You okay. are addicted to bridges with minor third key changes. Mm. Yeah. And? Creating haikus from Richard, Richard Marks. Marks yeah, you yeah. know me so well. Gosh. But also, I'm mm-hmm. addicted to being healthy, Dave. And that's where Athletic Greens AG1 comes in. Okay. I started taking Athletic Greens because, okay. as you know, okay. I had a habit of opening the refrigerator. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
getting out some lettuce, just some dry lettuce, Dave, Ugh. and I would take a handful of it and shove it in my mouth. Just Why munch. would I do this? You were the mayor of Munchtown on I that I was stuff. the mayor of Munchtown, and it wasn't Ugh. enjoyable. I didn't That's, like my job. No, you wanted to quit. I don't have to do that anymore with Athletic Greens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, can I say this? I've been right here waiting Come on. <laughs> for something Come on. exactly Come on. like Athletic Greens. Well, look, with just one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 no, high-quality vitamins, that's minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, Dave. Yep. Adaptogens. Yep. That helps you start your day right. After I take my morning AG1, as we yep. call it in the biz, I'm so satisfied. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. All you need to do is wait for the sunrise, Dave. Mm. You get up a couple hours. I do it every day. Yeah, you do. Two, three hours before, just wait for the sunrise. And then AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every day to take great care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Now, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. You can go five different places or you can go to the same place five times. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash dadville. Oh, you got me in the giggles. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash dadville to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And so that that was kind of the genesis. I mean, because you do these incredible DIY projects. So that was kind of where one, I guess, with the carpenter, but also... You guys are in there doing that yourself and learning on the spot. Like, exactly. oh, this is how yeah. you because there's like, so like, much like those things are intense to build. Like if you're doing mm-hmm. any curvature, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like we would just like flat ramp. You're just like yeah. put the board on there, nail it to I mean, you know, once you learn the concept of how to do it, it's 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 not rocket science or anything. Yeah. But you know, but you know, we just also been around that. My dad sells construction equipment, so he always had plenty of tools around for us. And then after we started working with the carpenter you know, we just, we just knew how to use tools. So it just made it that much easier for us to do it. You know, like our first ramps were pretty terrible because we had no money and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. We would literally like, um, me and my brother and my cousins would help our uncles tear down old barns just so we could get the get wood. The yes, yeah. Dude. Yeah. We would yeah. take yes. the wood. So then the only lumber that we were buying was the plywood because you needed good, clean plywood. Yeah. Right. Everything right. Else was right. Barnwood. Right. You know, did, did y'all like uh, this was a big deal to us. We would go to Jackson, Mississippi for this. But like, I remember going to like the skate or bicycle shops and it mm-hmm. was like Disney World because yeah. you had to drive an hour to get there. Oh, walk yeah. And it was like they had all the gear and the skateboards mm-hmm. and like, you're like, oh my God. yeah, this is before Amazon. So, oh, dude. And <laughs> yeah. it was like guys would be out. I'll never forget. We went to one in Jackson, went down and there's a dude outside doing like a foot Ollie. And I was like, I'm going to get his autograph. Like, I'd never yeah. seen a kid. <laughs> And he's just out there like smoking, you know, 16 and smoking and like doing ollies. I was like, (laughs) are you Tony Hawk? You know, so what what kind of injuries are we talking here? Like how often are we going to the ER? The first day I I only, uh, I broke my arm once jumping my bike into water. Uh huh. Into water. Yeah. We had the milk jug on the handlebars and then like it, I did a no hander and the bike fell underneath me and I landed on top of it. Oh. That was that was that was the only big injury I had <laughs> as a kid. I kept yeah. I kept riding bike as an adult, and I got two concussions like as a dad. 
Oh, oh gosh. But uh, I, I kept each time it happened, I would go out and buy a better helmet. <laughs> oh yeah. Were your kids? I'm curious. Were your kids around when those happened? No. Okay. No. Um, but uh, but yeah, my son goes to the bike park with me now. Actually, they both do. But uh, oh, that's cool. That, that I had a um a one wheel for a while, and uh, during the pandemic, we were out with yeah. with John and his family at this park like week, I don't know, four of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And, um, it just kind of short circuited and I was going up a hill and it got re it recalibrated thinking it was straight. So it accelerated and it threw oh. me off and I landed on my elbow and broke my elbow. I didn't oh, know it at the time, please. but, but Luca, uh, John's oldest and my girl in the middle who are close to the same age were right behind me. And my girl, cause she just saw it and I popped up and I was like, be cool. It, I mean, it hurt. Yeah. Oh, it hurts. And I had to like get, I'm cool. And she was sobbing because she saw yeah. the whole thing. And I was thinking if your kids had seen you with us, that, that's just like, those are some, when you see your dad, you know, your parent get hurt yeah. as a kid, that's like a pretty There's traumatic something jarring moment. about that. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, yeah. Just injuries as a, as a dad, whether it's you or your kid is like this new, you know. Oh yeah. New dynamic to figure out. Like, you know, my, my daughter, um, it, we actually had made a ramp in the front yard and they were just like, it was like boards laying on a thing. Um, but they were jumping on it like a, like a teeter totter. And my daughter kind of bounced off of it and fell. And she had this like giant chapstick and the lid was like oh. on the ground and she smashed her face and the lid of this chapstick and it like basically cut her eyebrow. But like, she started crying. I picked her up, but you could see like a deep gash. And it was one of those moments of like, you know, thinking she's going to need stitches. So it was like that scary, like, yeah. okay. Yeah. But in that moment, like whatever in me was like, act really calm. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. Gonna freak yeah. Her out, you yeah, know? Yeah. So like just having that, uh, I don't know, that, I don't know, instinct to just be like, all right, you got to be really calm or you're going to scare your child because right. she's yeah. already scared. So you have to be the, the stable person here that she can attach to and know it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's let, let's have this be our like sort of jump off point into your book. The a, yes. a dude's guide to baby size, because there, I, I going through your book, I wrote down a couple like bullet point, like topics, half of which I loved because you know, my kids are seven and nine now. So there's so many things that you, you talk about in there that I'm like, Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. You know, but mm -hmm. this one, this topic here, I, I wrote down, uh, what did I write down? I forget now, but like danger. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about kids and freedom slash danger slash responsibility. Like this is a topic that I'm, be mm. I'm becoming curious about with other parents and yeah. it's sort of multifaceted. It's like kind of what we're talking about right now, like kids in the backyard, you know, getting yeah, potentially the, getting uh, hurt doing stuff that might injure them but also beyond that sort of i've heard of how integral it is and important it is for your kids to feel like they are kind of doing something dangerous whether it be mm -hmm. jumping off of something or like going around the block without mom and dad that kind of thing like it's really important developmentally for the kids and we're at the point right now where we are school just started we're gonna let our daughters at some point like walk home from school without us which is a i mean it terrifies me 
the school is about 25 miles away. Just <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we'll see them just before bedtime. But but I'm curious <laughs> your thoughts on all, all of that. That that's from the bicycle helmet chapter, right? It might it probably is, yes. Yeah. Um yeah. So for <laughs> that those right. that don't know, the book is called The Dude's Guide to Baby Size, and it basically uh it's a pregnancy book for men, but it goes beyond pregnancy. But yeah. uh it basically compares your unborn child to objects that men would know. So instead of <laughs> vegetables that they always use, use objects that men would know because the reality is I don't know how big a stock of broccoli is. And also, what the hell is a kumquat, you know? <laughs> yes. You know, so I walked you through pregnancy using objects that men would know, like a 10-millimeter socket, a tape measure, <laughs> a bicycle helmet, um, yeah. you Baseball. know, things like that. Yeah. So, and then it uses that object as a jump, jumping off point to uh, talk about a lesson that I've learned about fatherhood. Not just pregnancy, but fatherhood yeah. in general. So the uh, bicycle helmet um yeah is about like oh that might have been about like uh which type of dad you're gonna be um but anyway like you know whether you're gonna be like the helicopter dad or Mm -hmm. the lawnmower dad or the uh free range dad (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah what's that that uh what's that guy's name something peter jordan peterson quote yeah 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 Yeah. you know let your kids uh do dangerous things safely or not safely dangerous things um carefully yeah yeah i mean for me you know and i think that comes full circle with the bmx stuff is mm-hmm. like that confidence that you get and that self-esteem builder you get mm-hmm. by doing something that makes you feel uncomfortable you know and then and then conquering it you know yeah what that does to a kid's self-esteem or even as an adult what that does to your self-esteem when you go like i'm gonna you know i'm gonna build a deck I've never built one before. I'm going to try to build a deck. And then you, you're like, I have no idea how I'm going to do that. And you start doing a little research and you go, wait, I could do this, you yeah. know, and then you build a deck, you know, um, the same thing with the, with the little kid. I think that's just such a huge part of their development of like letting them challenge themselves and, and go for, go for it. My son is very calculated. I'm not worried about him trying things at all because like hmm. he's very, calculated and uh he's got great balance and and he's very like athletic in that nature that like if if he's gonna jump from one rock to the next he's probably gonna make it if he's not gonna make it he's probably not gonna try yeah 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 he kind of knows his limits you know but he'll still send it Mm -hmm. um my daughter on the other hand she's a little she wears her shoes on the wrong feet Mm-hmm. probably 75% of the time mm-hmm. and she trips a lot. So like she's a little bit more, but she's also trying to keep up with her older brother. So she's probably more advanced than I think she is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, um, I also, I mean, I, I feel like that is to your point about the dangerous stuff. I, it is, it's interesting knowing how each kid's personality is going to factor into that thing. Cause yeah. as you said with your son, it's not going to be about like, a, you know, you would think sort of stereotypical, boy because my oldest is very much like yours very calculated he's not you know so so i'm not walking around going like um be careful oh god be careful be careful watch out move back like he's already like i got that sus my youngest son is very much the opposite of that like he's the one we're kind of like that's sharp and maybe don't push yeah. it towards your sister's stomach and it's on um, fire so maybe, and it's on fire yeah. yeah um you know so it is interesting because uh I, to your point there's 
you wish you could just sort of be like, all right, kids, this is the way we roll. But like the minute that I'm not worried about one of them, the other is like, you know, going yeah. to grab a snake and you're like, okay, maybe that's not the greatest, you know, yeah, it's a, it's an internal struggle for sure. Because you want them, like you want them to like challenge themselves and go for it. But also just statistically, you know, one of them's going to break a bone at some point. Yes, totally. terrifying to think of like, something's going to happen yeah, and it's going to be terrifying, you know, as a parent. So for that reason, you want to be more protective, but I also like really try to live my life, not in fear of things, you know, yeah. Yeah. because I think you miss out on too much life. If you worry about what could happen, you know, yeah. but that's something as a parent that I didn't see coming. That is like, I mean, it's like conceptually, I agree. I agree with all of it. And I'm like, yes, you have, we got to do that. We got to let, them you know fall out of trees you gotta let them do it but that's my like, dad's piece of advice he ever gives people as a parent and say you gotta let them fall out of trees and we all <laughs> fall out of trees hey, can you tell yes. me the size of the tree just real quick you should have been more specific yeah, yeah. for sure <laughs> yeah it was a cottonwood <laughs> <laughs> like bro these are evergreen these sequoias maybe a little <laughs> ambitious here dad Maybe a little. One of the other things John and I were laughing about this before, which I thought is so great, is just the, you're talking about dad style, like this, this whole dilemma. So we, so John and I just went on a trip. So my wife just turned forty, and uh, we went on a trip to Mexico with um, five of our really close friends who are couples, so no kids. And I kept laughing to myself because the girls, like all the moms, just look so cute. Like they just, I mean, it just <laughs> looked like a you know, anthropology ad. And we're in this beautiful Mexican town called San Miguel. So it literally looks like a photo shoot. Like every picture of the wives, you're just like, everybody's so pretty and cute. And then like, <laughs> and John always looks cool because John is just sort of innately cool. Another of our friends, Matt Lehman, he's just, he's a graphic designer. He just always looks cool. And every picture I saw myself, I thought, I've just given up, haven't I? I've just really, <laughs> I've just thrown in the towel. Well, this is what, And I want to say, everything my wife and i have gone on two trips this summer each trip my wife has gone shopping for me oh, yeah. for the trip so oh any, for you for the trip anything oh. that i'm wearing is what amy brought home yeah she's like wearing yeah. yeah and i will say the things that she brings home i know they're cool and i trust her right <laughs> and they are like current style and this <laughs> is my relationship with current style always is i'm always like i don't want to wear that I don't like that, but it's, but it's cool. And this is, this is my question with dad style is like, do you, what do you do at that crossroads? Do you quote unquote give up? Cause, cause I'm like, I'm kind of on team give up now. I'm like, wait, you find your, you're saying you want to start wearing cargo pants and new balance sneakers and stuff. <laughs> no, I'm saying the monarchs. I'm saying the last point that I was where I adopted what's cool. Can we just stay there? Yeah. I, can I stay <laughs> well, in 2019 yeah. or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah. I find myself that. doing that because I wear skinny jeans. I I like skinny jeans. You get a good pair of good stretch. Right. I'm a millennial. That's who I am. Right. 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 But I know they're going out of style. Right. And everything's oh, yeah. going to go baggy again. And I'm not going to want to go baggy. Yeah. So I'm going to be the guy that I'm going to be the old fart in the skinny jeans. Um, but I have there is a chapter in the book. I believe. Yeah, here it is. Chapter number 15, your baby is now the size of a beer can. Okay. Yep. yep. So this whole chapter is about uh, the man makeover, yep. you know? Okay. Yes. So I have, this, about, I have this earmarked in the yeah, book. Yeah. Talking about dads sort of letting themselves go and like, 
and how you should you should you shouldn't just let yourself go yeah. you know like you'll feel better your wife will feel better like so there's like a lot of like i feel like this is a whole to your to your point about beer cans this is a whole like this is you, you kind of open a can here because here are my dilemmas with this whole thing one living in nashville it changes the whole like uh you know your starting point because everybody here's cool it's like la i mean like mm -hmm. yeah you know i mean like it, it, you're Hip all of my yeah, everybody's yeah. in great shape. Like all my, most of my dad friends are in maybe the best shape of their life in their thirties and forties. They're, you know, they've got their, it's like, if it's not cool, it's relatively cool. Nobody's walking around and walking in and everybody's like, oh my God, he's in a track shoot. He's in a track shoot <laughs> from like, you know, 1989. Um, but I think that's a dilemma because you're kind of like, okay, am I trying to keep up with everybody? And then, but I cannot, my lizard man brain cannot get over utilitarianism. Like it is a struggle of mine because I'm like, like when we were in Mexico, it was beautiful. It's probably 75 every day We're you know, we'd leave the place we, cause we walked everywhere in this little town we'd leave and it'd be like, you know, kind of low sixties, which is kind of chilly, but my, <laughs> I'm never more dude than when I'm like, yeah, but you got to this. We're going to add 10 degrees to this. Ensure that sweatshirt is going to feel great for about five minutes until your heart rate gets up, Dave. And yeah. then what are you going to do with the sweatshirt? What are you going to do with that? Like, you got to yeah. put, then you're going to look like, oh, tied around your, or like your, your neck. And you look like some guy just got done with polo. You know, you're like, <laughs> and so this is, I can't, it is one of my favorite things about the difference in me and my wife. And I feel like kind of generally men and women is like, I just, I need to know that what I'm doing is going to be. It's going to make sense and it has a purpose. And what I mean, where mm. I think, you know, and even some of my guy friends here in Nashville are just really cool. They're like, bro, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if your feet hurt. Those boots look amazing. And you're going to, every picture you take, you're just killing it. But like, you know, your long sleeve shirt, man, it just, you got to, you got to think of trend. the post trip Instagram. Yeah. I feel like you're really putting yourself in a box because I don't see it as like look fashionable or be comfortable. Look I think there, I think there's a problem. Go. Tell me know. about the brand that does it and I will invest in them. <laughs> And I'm um, able by 30 of whatever you say. I like, well, I, I mean, I'm not sponsored by them or anything, but uh, built shirts. Oh, tell me. Yeah, more. I have a, I have like a long torso. And uh, so God I could never put a t-shirt that would fit me, like be, that'd be feel form fitting, but I wouldn't lift my arms up and my belly would show. Um, B-Y-L-T, built. Look at that. They're not even a sponsor and they're going to get so many hits. Right you know now. what's so Just, funny is yeah. I have always, one of the things that I'm insecure about, I have a short torso. It's the most random thing. And I'll tell people, I'm like, yeah, my torso is so short. Look at that guy. The, His torso is so long. In the medical field, it's short, so just so you know. Short, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't have a short torso, but I have a, um, a, I have a very, I have a paunch. Uh, a paunch. Just a nice little beard. P-A-U-N-C-H. T-shirt will make that look. We can help with that as well. Though. Well, it gets yeah. snug down there. It gets snug, and then you yeah. start moving around, and it's just a whole party's happening right above your belt. Just a little drum solo all the time, just a, <laughs> jiggling around down there. But it is. I mean, like to your point, I, you know, John and I again were just laughing about this, like this idea that you know, where is the line between moms who are just you know, and your wife who looks cute, and she's really, I, I really, this is a dilemma. And I, I had this moment in Mexico where I was like, oh my gosh am I like depriving my sweet, beautiful wife? Because it's not like I'm not trying. Like, you know, I'm, she would tell me like, don't wear that. You look terrible. And you know, it's not that, mm -hmm. but you know, she's just cute. She's just cute a lot. She's just cute. That's the way it goes. You know, like she cares. So she's kind of making sure she's cute. And cause you know, and then <laughs> I just feel like, 
if if like you put a lie detector test on her and it was like sat down, you know, have you lost all of your attraction for your husband because oh, he just doesn't care? And she's like, well, it's not that bad. We, well, I, you know, can we talk about this for a second? Uh, no, no. <laughs> but, but, you know, I do I like comedically in some ways, but let's, I do wonder like how many your wife in. Let's talk to her. I think we need to hash this out. <laughs> we do. <laughs> let's hit pause on this. Dave, where is this coming from? Where do you find him from? sexually attractive right now? <laughs> right now. I, but it is tricky because there, I will say, part of being a dad, part of what I love about being a dad is sort of the permission to let go of a lot of stuff that we carry yeah, around yeah, in our single lives, you know? Like you walk so into a, you know, a restaurant or a, I was about to say club, but I was like, what club? What are you talking <laughs> what, about? What you know, you, you walk doing, into a God? scene, a party or something like that, where, where 10 years ago, maybe I would be like, ah, did I wear the right thing? Like, who should I talk to? Now I'm like, I, I got two kids at home. I don't care. Yeah, I yeah, don't care. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I think the most attractive thing is confidence. Yeah. You know? Oh, look at this. And, uh, but I think uh, so the, to be your point, chapter number 30, your okay. baby is now the size of a garbage disposal. <laughs> what a wonderful phrase. So well, this whole chapter is basically about like, look, you're about to be a dad. You're about to be responsible for another human being. You do not have time to sweat the small stuff anymore. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. You don't have time to worry yeah. about whether or not you look like that you wore the right clothes when you walk into whatever restaurant. Like it yeah. doesn't matter. It never mattered. But now you like exactly. can let go of that and say, I don't care. Exactly. Well, too, you know? don't you? I mean, to your point, like, don't you kind of wonder, like, let's say you see a couple walk in. And they're of the age, you know, if you're on a, if they're on a date, you're kind of assuming they probably have some kids at home, you know, like they're, you can yeah. tell like this couple has been together and like the guy just looks amazing. I'm mm -hmm. always like, I don't know about this guy. I do not know about this guy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust you know him. what I'm saying? I don't trust Yeah. Him. I mean, there's a balance. Cause I, I still want to try, like yeah. I go to the gym three days a week. Yeah. Um, and cause, and I do it, I do it for me, but I also like, you know, like I want to try my best to like you know, keep this spark alive in my marriage and everything. But also it's like an energy thing. Like yeah, yep. if you start to feel sluggish in the afternoon, well, what's your diet look like? What's right. your exercise look like? Right. You know, yeah, it's connected the reality to is that that hour that you spend working out in the morning might make you a lot more productive through the rest of the day where you can like, you're like, oh, I don't have time to do that because I've got this, this, and this to do. But well, you might be a lot more productive through the rest of the day if you have that energy. True. If you're not working out, if you're not, yeah. uh, you know, eating properly, you, you might be in worse, you might have worse time than if you spent that hour actually exercising. Yeah, you know? we, we were, John and I were talking about this the other day, like this idea that the empty nest like how terrifying it is to think yeah. that if you haven't sort of gotten ready for that like if you haven't to your point if you're if you're in, if you have these disciplines in your life health and you know just kind of taking care of yourself investing in your marriage all these things but you know someday the kids for most families the kids are going to be gone at some point right like they're going to move out and go to college and then live yeah. and live um and you know, I, I'm just, I'm like, I just don't want to wake up that morning and kind of think like, oh boy, I have to sort of reorient myself to my wife and our life as, mm -hmm. as married people who are now, you know, just the two of us again. And you hope that sort of your point of having these disciplines of, of taking care, you know, that you're not suddenly like, I should probably shed 75 pounds and like, <laughs> start yeah. buying things that match, you know. Well, and that's like uh, the uh, divorce, you know, it's like the, 
a lot of people get divorced at like five years. Like if you make it yeah. through five years, then you're good. But then this, the next point where a lot of people get divorced is that that 18 years when the kids leave yeah. the house. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. The kids are out. They were staying together for the kids. Kids are gone. Now they don't know each other anymore because yeah. they haven't been connecting. They were just, everything's been about the kids the whole yeah. time. Right. You know? I remember my freshman year of college around like, you know, the end of that first semester, early second semester, there being kind of a wave of all these new friends that I met whose parents were getting, they just told them they're getting a divorce. It's so yeah. true. Yeah. Oh, that stinks. That's sad. <laughs> oh my oh, gosh. gosh. I didn't know you could stretch that far. That's amazing. I can't. That's actually a friend of mine. <laughs> Oh, yeah. wow, wow. Do you, speaking of your friends, do uh -huh. you ever bring your kids to the grocery store? Oh, Dave, that's like the rookiest of rookie mistakes. Oh. No, in fact, you shouldn't even bring yourself to the grocery store. Oh, it's Thrive Market all the way, Dave. That was a trick question, and that is also uh. the right answer, John. <laughs> Thrive Market is our go-to for all our grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of ordering everything on their website or app and getting everything delivered to your doorstep quickly is a huge stress reliever huge stress reliever and the products are amazing mm -hmm. plus you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks and trust that you're getting high quality products mm. so that you can shop worry free yes i don't like to shop worried you know what <laughs> i mean worry shopping is the worst <laughs> you just place an order for some gluten-free items like using the gluten-free filter Ooh. boom it just gives you all the gluten-free stuff wow I got FitJoy grain-free pretzels, yeah. PIP corn, white cheddar, cheese balls. Guys, for those of us in the loop, it's called PIP corn. No, no, no I call it PIP. It's, a, again, a Midwestern okay. regional thing. <laughs> totally. And I got some lotus ramen noodles. You are off. You're just off. The, I'm you're, off you're to the races, You are Dave. crazy, John. <laughs> Not only do I save time shopping as a Thrive Market member, I also save money on every single grocery order, over 30% each time on average. That's crazy. They even have a price match guarantee and a deals page that changes weekly. That's right, Dave. In fact, on my last order, not to be you know competitive about it, but my last order of gluten-free items, the cost was $46, and I saved 11 bucks. <sighs> Save ten last time. Plus, when you join Thrive Market, and you can enjoy it and join it, John. I was trying to make both those. It's words not work. an either or. It's you can guys. It's choose your own adventure, okay? And when you join and enjoy Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one for one membership matching program. You join, they give. Save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com/dadville for thirty percent off your first order plus free sixty dollar gift. That's T H R I V E market.com slash dadville. Thrive market.com slash dadville. And join today. <laughs> Gosh, John, I forget how good you are at karate. That's incredible. I know, man. I mean, it's all about the right belt. It is. Timing you know? or your leather belt. Exactly. I, I feel like maybe, is that not, that's what you meant. Not really, okay. but speaking of, oh, Dave, wow, I'm yeah, just yeah. going to try to transition to okay. save you. <laughs> Finally, Dave, yeah. warm spring days are arriving. Oh, Am I right? Gosh. Isn't it great? You know what? I need a new pair of shades that I don't have to baby. Do you know what I'm saying, John? I don't want to take care of them. Let me put them on, take them off, and not have to worry Look, about it. Hey, Dave, I know exactly Sorry. Sorry, what I didn't you mean. mean. Knockaround is the solution. They've <sighs> been making high-quality shades that don't break 
the bank okay. since 2005. Oh, wow. And they've actually been my personal go-tos for years. Oh, yeah. I love Knockaround, John. They have over 20 different frame styles, so there's something for everyone, including tons of kids' pairs. That's right. So whether you're looking to rep your favorite sports teams, mm-hmm. you know, like you're a sports guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> spend some relaxation time in the yard, yep. or cruise down Broadway with the windows down oh. like Dave does uh-huh. all the time. All the time. Every Tuesday and Thursday mm-hmm. and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Knock around. That's what you need. Yeah. All of their lenses have UV 400 protection, which is basically like sunscreen for your eyes, which, by the way, I've tried that and it hurts. <laughs> Use the sunglasses, everybody. With polarized adult pairs starting at 28 bucks. you can get a few pairs to leave in your car, toss in your beach bag, or lend to a friend in need. Dave, that is such a good price I that I might buy a pair just to intentionally lose them. I don't love that logic, John, but I know, you do but have a history of misplacement. It's not around Don't fight me because like of it. the karate stuff. But it could though. be perfect for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, Dadville fans, don't squint through family beach days yeah. or trips to the park. Check out knockaround.com and use the promo code DADVILLE15 for 15% off your order. That's DADVILLE15 for 15% off your order at knockaround.com. Can I can I pick us up with yeah pick us up from that sadness with um, yeah, talking about something that I don't know what could be more important if there's anything more important than kids it's uh, and you can quote me on this coffee <laughs> let's talk about coffee for a minute okay because I was All reading right. about your your morning uh, kind of routine and I want you to know I sensed a little guilt there and I want I want to encourage you mm. I feel you on that. That's what right, we do you Danville. you were talking about how you you're like I could make this at home, but I go mm, out yeah. and I spend five dollars a day. Drop off was a little rough, so I deserve this. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. go. I'm gonna go spend five dollars on a coffee. I've had times in my life where I'm like sort of start to do the math on an annual level and be like, I think we're spending thousands of dollars on coffee every year. <laughs> For sure, you are. And then I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. It's too important to me. But the reason why I bring it up. And that's how you know you need it. (laughs) (laughs) But I bring it up because you segued it. uh, You know, you talked about uh, the barista and like them making your coffee as compared to like. Anyway, you you segued it much better than how I'm doing it right now into parent comparing and and how you're going to compare yourself to other parents. And it's comparenting. Comparenting. Thank you, Dave. What that chapter is about is like seeing other people parent or like, you know how you get self-conscious when you're like around other parents and you have to like handle some parenting issue in front of other parents oh, or you see them doing something yep. and you like feel like you're like, oh, they know what they're doing. You know, can I tell you what is the most triggering for me right now is when that? a parent you're over at someone's house and they say something to the effect of like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. Like the other day they were on their screens for, it was over 10 minutes. It pushes 15. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. oh, right, no, I know. Yeah. Jeez, Once they minutes. hit that 10 minute mark, you shut Oof. it down. Crazy yeah, wow. well, Anyway, continue. Forget about college for them. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but the reality is, is that like, we don't know that they're any better at this than we are, you know, yeah. like we just, we just make that own thought up in our head the same way that when I go to Starbucks, I'm like, well, the coffee tastes better because obviously that barista knows what they're doing. Here's the thing. 
I worked at Starbucks for like a year in my in my twenties in Los Angeles. I didn't know what I was doing. I was, like, you know, it's it's just a bunch of schlubs back there that might be like you know their second week on the job. Like, yeah, I don't know that they actually know how to make it any better than us. If you know, if you put in the time and effort to like, because we got an espresso machine, so that's the thing is like figuring out how to make a good drink on there, right? Yeah. What it really comes down to with making your espresso yourself at home or parenting is like, are you putting in the time, you know, or are you just doing the same thing every single time? Like if I I pull my shots the same way every single time and they don't taste quite right, you know, like if I just keep doing it like that, then no, I'm not making the best cup of coffee I can. I'm not raising my kids the best way I can and approaching difficult situations with them the best way I can if I do the same thing every single time. But yeah, right. if I go, you know what, this isn't really working with this kid. It worked with the first kid, doesn't work with this one. Maybe I need to recalibrate how I do this, my approach, because each kid comes with a completely different set of rules, you know, yeah. of like how you're going to get through to that kid and not like, um, not just like get them to act the way you want them to, but get them to want to act the way you want them to, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. You know, one uh, one thing I was uh, speaking of wives, how, I mean, the videos you do where you're, uh, I I can't tell you how much I related to when you're like, when you're <laughs> doing an impression of your wife and you did the mm-hmm. whole like, I just can't wait for them to get back and, you know, it's been, yeah, or no, yeah. you said, you know, summer's been gorgeous. We just had the best. It's going to be so, and then you cut to her yelling at the bottom of the yeah. steps, like, get in the car. You know, the yeah. whole eight Everyone's months. Everyone's had that moment. Everyone's oh my had- gosh. So, you know, the thing I always wonder is with accounts like yours and, you know, I I do some stand up and I have talk, you know, I have jokes about my wife. I'm always like, does she ever, have you ever done one of those? And she was like, Hey honey, just real quick. Um, it's too far. It's just, (laughs) uh, yeah, we've found the line before. Um, but for the most part, she's, she's really, you know, her and I are both kind of open books, which makes what we do a lot yeah, easier. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because nothing is really off limits. Um, but there's been a couple of times where she's like, yeah, that was a little, maybe <laughs> reel that back in a little bit. <laughs> a little hurtful. Um, too, too close to home. And honestly, like the, the, the time that it was the worst was when I did a, a video with Trey Kennedy, um, which is still, I think, a great video. And it did really well. It's called Wife School, right? Mm-hmm. But what I learned in that, was that like me and Trey, Trey's hilarious mm-hmm. first off, yeah. but we have slightly different styles, you know? So the angle that, that we kind of ended up with that video was a little bit more, it sort of like put women in a worse light than I would normally have, where like normally my videos aren't necessarily putting them in a bad light. It's just sort of like shining on the reality of it. Mm, right. Right. Yeah. Um. So normally it's just like, you know, even stuff that might be embarrassing or something, it's like real things that everyone's really going through um, versus like the wife school one. It was like, it was like them teaching other women, like how to be a wife, you know? And like, so it was jokes like, you know, uh, you know, let him wait in the car. Like you're a queen. You need time to get ready. Just let him sit in the car as long as you need. It's fine. You know, things like that. But it kind of like shine made him seem like almost like they didn't care about their husbands at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's gotta be it. That's gotta be an interesting line to walk when, when, you know, some of your, 
content that you're going to deal with pretty on a somewhat consistent basis is about a marriage or is about, you know, like a funny take on something your wife does. I would imagine that's got to be something that's communicated or you're kind of going like, everything cool. Like that's what we shot today. Is that funny? Or did I, you know, well, and it, be because it has to sort, it's got to hit yeah. close to home for it to it does, really yeah. Exactly. I mean, almost everything you see is, uh, I mean, with the, with those wife be likes, a lot of it's stuff that's observed that my wife is actually yeah. done. Other yeah. things we sometimes pull in just like the generic sense of what yeah, a wife yeah, does. Right, right, right. Um, but the best stuff is stuff that like, she actually does, you know, yeah, yeah, make yeah. the videos so solid and so relatable because they're, they're like pulling from the truth. But like, I mean, our, the cut, the cut from her sitting, I mean, you and you're just, yeah. it's just summer has been to just a direct cut of screaming up yeah. the stairs. And it's we're just, literally like living that right now. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. exactly the same here. Home for a week. She was like, I want them to be home for one week. Because they were in summer camp and stuff. She's like, I'm pulling them on a camp. I want them home for one week before they go back to school. And then like, you know. Three hours into the first Crazy week. week. Yeah. yeah. Because they're home. Um, but like some of our, uh, we we do a series called uh, Classic Spouse Fights. Um, oh, man. But every single one of those fights are real fights that yeah. me and Heidi are still going through today. Yeah. Because they're just, they're, they're disagreements that we have right. on these certain topics of right. like, whose responsibility is it to check the pockets of the pants before they get washed, right? <laughs> I would say whoever's doing the laundry should check the pockets before you put them in the machine. She would say you need to check your own pockets before they get in the laundry. Uh, when should the pockets say, be checked? Yeah, exactly. This so it's like, old. you know, but like we've had, and that one, no one's ever gotten really that mad about, even though my wallet went through a couple of times, I got a little mad then. But <laughs> sure. um, the, you know, like we've had certain fights that like, we're like heated like a few oh, days yeah. before yeah. we even shoot the video. But we, the way we approach that video and I think the way we've kind of approached our marriage is we both like, we just talk about things yeah, right? yeah, yeah. and we don't always, agree, we don't always come to an agreement. There's not yeah, always a resolution. Yeah, yeah. It's more of just like, this is how I feel. That's how you feel. Yeah. That's, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. We don't have to agree on everything to have a happy marriage. We just have to understand where each person's coming from. You yeah, know? right. One thing I, I was curious about, um, I mean, do you feel a pressure is, you know, uh, uh, internally, externally uh, in your marriage or with your kids because you have a, a such a successful, you know, um, sure. career around that? Do you, yeah. like, do you ever find yourself in public or you can see like, oh, oh yeah, and like your kids bothering you and you kind of snap and you're like, oh, in the career right there. I can't be too dead. Yeah, for sure. You know, because yeah, like it's because we live in Fort Collins, which isn't a very big town. So, yeah. you know, we get noticed pretty much everywhere we go now. Um, so yeah, you have to like, you're very conscious that people are <laughs> like watching you and you have to like, and then, you know, and it's happened a few times where like Heidi was like at the, she was at target. Let's just say it. She was there at target. Is, there it is. There it is. Be and, clear. uh, somebody wants to stop and chat, which is totally cool. Yeah. Until like our kid runs away, you know? Yeah. Then it's like, I'm so, so like, but you're trying to not be rude, but I'm like, I have to go get my kid right now. Like he just left, you know, yeah. I, you know, or like somebody like uh message tidy one day and was like, Hey, I just want to say, I saw you in the target checkout line. I thought that you handled Theo so well or whatever. And Heidi was like, 
He wouldn't. Oh, wow. He wasn't being bad. He needed to poop. <laughs> like he wasn't like acting out. He just had to go. He just needed to go to the bathroom. You yeah. know? Yeah. 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 yeah that, um, that's gotta be an interesting. So yeah, like it, it's just, I guess part of it, but that that is one of the things um, we've had a couple people on that have big YouTube followings and it, there's nothing that um, I, I just always like we had um, Tyler from dude perfect on and you know, oh, nice. those guys are, you know, massive and, and like you have all these subscribers, but I'm like, I just, you know, I think because I'm the age I am, I forget that there are all these people watching on the computer. Cause I'm still old enough and I'm kind of like TV is the main, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you watch on TV and it's like, I can't imagine. I mean, and, and, you know, I think in a funny way, John and I, because we have all these love songs every now and then I'll kind of feel like, man, it'd be hysterical if somebody caught me and Annie fighting, you know, out at some restaurant and they're like, Oh, so you really, God did give so you her. So it's all like, a lie. Yeah, yeah, it's all a lie. It's a, yeah, or is that not. your mistress, Dave? Let me guess. I mean, you wouldn't treat your wife like that. So, uh, you know, I, I'm always reminded, like t- talking to Tyler about that. We had another guy on that has he and his family have a YouTube channel. I'm like, that has got to be an interesting sort of this generation struggle. Because obviously, yeah. you're not calling somebody 20 years ago and going, I just need some advice of like what it's like to be a YouTube sensation and people are watching yeah. your family close because they're like, what does that even mean? But it's got, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm fascinated with that idea. And two, just that. The community around that's got to be really interesting because because, you know, do you have people that kind of you can sit and relate to about that? Or is that something you're just kind of. Out yeah. There? Um, yes and no. Uh, like I was lucky enough to kind of come up into this whole thing in the last, you know, few years alongside of Charlie Barron's and Miles, the you betcha guy. Oh, and, yeah. And Penn and Kim were already a couple years into it. So Penn and Kim, anything parent related, I like go to them be like, Hey, what, how, how is it for your kids? Wow. Wow. You know, like that kind of questions, but, uh, but just to handle that, like dramatic lifestyle change, even mm-hmm. of just like what, cause you know, like it uh, bothers me when people say things like just never change, you know, just don't change, <laughs> but like, and I know what they're saying right. and I appreciate that. And yeah. I want, you know, I want what they're saying. But at the same time, like when you're now getting like recognized in public every single day and getting treated differently, how does someone not change? You know, like you have to be so conscious of of everything that you do and how you do it and how you operate, because like, you know, the, it it can change you, you know, but you have to just I don't know, just be, be very mindful of that and very aware of what's happening. It's, it's, it's hard to even talk about because I know like, um, some people might watch this and, and think something of me just by what I'm saying, you know, oh, yeah. but it is um, your reality though. You know, yeah. you know, like we're like, you know, it's changed the way I, I even see like some celebrities. Like, I think I like, I commented on like, uh, Oh, what's a, uh, uh, the armchair podcast. Yeah. yeah. With yeah. Shepherd, yeah. You know, Cause I love those guys. I think, you know, I love that podcast and like comment on there. And then you'll see like people that will follow me. will see that comment cause it pops up in their feed. And then they'll say things like, Oh, don't do anything with Dax and hit, you know, he's this, he's that his wife is this, she's that. And it's just like, to me, like having like, you know, gotten a taste of that world. I'm right. like, Oh, that's, that's scary because these people have never met them. Right, and they're yeah. they're basing their entire 
appear your entire opinion off of them based on what they've read about them or what someone's told them about and, them. And I think what you, know? you are, what you and your wife are choosing to show them. Yeah. You're just right. showing you know? them a couple of colors of that sort of kaleidoscope of what your marriage is like and your family's like and what your personalities are like. Yeah. Which is, yeah, yeah. Something else interesting. So then like with that, we know we try to make sure that we show the good and the bad. Yeah. So yeah. that people don't get this like, you know, kaleidoscope effect of like who we are and think that we're just these perfect people. And like, so I try to talk about the struggles of fatherhood and how I've screwed right, up and right. in my marriage and like right. put it all out there so that, you know, that A, I'm more relatable that way because I'm real, you know, yeah, yeah. rather than like, oh, I've got it all figured out because I don't, you know. How do y'all think about it with your kids? That's something that I'm so fascinated with. And in in, again, in 2022, we talked to another guy about this who has a big YouTube channel, like how that has his kids on there, because I think that that is such an interesting space to me because it's like, you know, what if one day they come to you and they're like, hey, dad, I never wanted to be on there. And now I got to deal with all this stuff. Or they're like, man, that was so much fun. And now I have my own career from it. But it's like, it's yeah. such an interesting and it's brand new territory. I mean, that you are, you know, you guys are kind of Christopher Columbus discovering this new land where it's yeah. like, you know, because nobody really knows what that's like. Nobody knows. And, and I'm just so fascinated with how you, you know, how you navigate that, that people, you know, like that, that you're what, this is a great example that Heidi gets a message that, that says, Hey, I saw you talking to Theo. Like, that's not normal. You know what I mean? It's not normal yeah. to know the name of your kid to be watching you from afar without you knowing it. And, yeah. and, you know, you have these kids who are just kind of along for the ride, which is really fun. And, but also could maybe have some interesting side effects later. And, you know, how do you navigate that? One day at a time, you know, yeah. like yeah. We, we definitely have started and, you know, like the, our, like followers from years ago have noticed that we don't make content with our kids nearly as much as we used to. Wow. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's part of the reason, but the other part is it's just a lot harder, you know, like <laughs> it's just a lot harder when you, when you put the kids in the content to get the content made, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't want them to feel like daddy's always working. Cause that was like the really tough part of, about those types of videos is like, um, oh my gosh, I'm doing something really cool with my kids right now. This is good content. Yeah, Versus right. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm doing something really cool with my kids right now. Let me be present and yeah. do something cool with my Absolutely. kids. Yeah. Finding that balance is really tricky, you know, because it's like people might look at the videos and be like, oh, he's doing a lot of the less stuff with his kids now. He's obviously not that into being a dad anymore yeah, you know right but the reality is is like if there's less content with the kids that's be that's probably because i'm taking more time to actually yeah, yeah. be with the kids yeah you know? right, which i right. think is great because so, you don't you want to you want to say to your kids like you know the payoff for hanging out with you is hanging out with you you know yeah, and it's yeah. fine to have you know my daughter and i did a little cooking show thing for a little while and it was it was really fun but also, you know, you don't want to communicate to them that like, hey, whenever you're doing something cool, you got to film it and put it out there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's tricky. But I think the other, um, I think the, the one good thing with it is like by making this content and talking about fatherhood all the time, it, you start to create expectations for people of who you are. Um, but then you also want to keep up with those expectations. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. You go yeah. like, I, I want to make sure that my, my kids never see this and go, that's a lie. 
you know totally. oh yeah I want them to see it and be like yeah no we, that's that's who my dad is you yeah, know that's right mm-hmm. like i want to make sure that whatever i'm doing they would never think it's bs yeah you know yep yeah that's great okay so so first of all thank you for your time because again i'm oh real quick when does this come out it won't. Well, this is like a practice round. Well, I, I've got big news, but I have to know when this comes out. Oh, um, John, what, four, four, four weeks, three weeks, five weeks? Okay, all right, we're good. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a fourth baby. I was, oh. ju- was going to ask. Yeah. Okay. Where, so, <laughs> no, it's so more what like chapter are you on right now? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, so. Oh, that's a great question, John. Do, 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 do. I think we are currently, um, Heidi is pregnant. I believe we are like seven weeks. So we are, uh, our baby is now the size of a Cheerio. Mm-hmm. Oh, little honey. Those pesky little Cheerio. things that you find all over the back of your sedan oh and under your. Okay. Couch. So, okay. Real question. Have you, have you like looked back in the book and been like, what did I say for this section? Am I right? It was, how am I feeling right now? Is it, is it, is it lining up? To, uh, like, yeah, I should probably start reading it. Week I would week. just love it if you were like, I was right about that. Dude, here's, here's what you should do. Yeah. You should put out a second edition of this book and it's the exact same book, but you just write in the margins. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. Cause like now, as we're going through it again and I'm reading the book again, I'll be like, ah, I should have put this in there. Ah, this, yeah. this is what this chapter needs. You know, I'm telling you, yeah, man, that's, that's the move writing in the margins. That's the thing. That it doesn't amazing. have to be a 50, 50 revenue split. We can work that out. Yeah. Write in the yeah. margins and then just print the chicken scratches along. That's with it. it. Yeah. And that's John's going to want to be in videos, but he's handsome. So you'll see some views from that. Well, um, I think what I might do is start a podcast where I like go through it chapter by chapter and just like add more to it that way and i'm going to call it father bill there we go you need a theme song what key are we in dave i'm not telling there it is you know you can just use this just loop it it'll be great this has been the dad bill (laughs) (laughs) okay so we always end with two questions and first of all huge congrats i mean yeah man huge congrats 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 that's so so exciting whole new territory right four kids like not a lot of people i don't know you're you're you are you're beyond us now yeah you've you've moved past our expertise i'm three and john's got two so we're like you're you're (laughs) you're heading into new child's play you guys you doing this or not you quit. you're like you guys quit when it got exciting um <laughs> so okay so the couple we, we end with a couple questions so again thanks so much for being on huge congrats on the book and everything that is happening and building things that i only dream of in my sweetest sweetest dreams because i'm too scared to use nail guns okay um so first question is what is the one thing you want your kids to know i mean my instinct is uh you know that I love them, but I think uh, let's let's go past that because I think that's a given, um, and give you something more interesting. Um, I want them to know they can do hard things. Oh, that's good. I love that. Where does that come from? I don't know. I think I was I had a lot of people around me that pushed me to 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 go for things that a lot of people couldn't do. I mean, even just moving to Los Angeles is a crazy thing, and trying to make it in an industry that you know is like virtually impossible to break into mm-hmm. you know like but just having that tenacity to just go for it you know um but also like 
go for it in a way that doesn't make you end up on the street. Like Heidi used to work with homeless youth and it was so yeah. many youth that were just out there going for it. But their version of going for it was, I will only take acting work. That's not realistic. You yeah. have to have it. Yeah. You have to find that job and work 20 different jobs that allow you to pursue your dream. You yeah. But that year in as a barista. That doesn't right. know how to do here, coffee. You got I mean, I did one year as a barista. I also laid traffic tubes for a while. I was an apartment manager for five years. That was a great gig wow. for it. Um, wow. I built, I built sets. I built, you know, TV and film sets. Wow. Construction work. Um, They're like, uh, yeah, hey, construction, uh, Carpenter, we see you walking into the scene, and you're doing great. You're playing a good <laughs> yeah. We need you to just kind of stay off. That was, uh, the, who's the dude that played, Indiana Jones? Uh, Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. Harrison no, Ford was a, was a con. That's exactly uh, right. Yeah, before Star Wars in America. Mm -hmm. Look at wow. you, the new Harrison Ford. All right. Uh, okay, last question. What do you want your kids to say at your funeral? Mm. It made me cry. <laughs> get in there. Come on, get in there. I want to I wanna be like my dad. Oh, mm. come on, man. Why'd you do That's that? a great answer. Jeez. Not dead. But yeah. other than dead, I want to be like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I also wish I was dead. <laughs> oh, dude, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, man, this was great. Thank you.